You know, I've been to a lot of places in the past 18 years of my life on this earth, but I have to say I'm at one of my favorite places in the world today, the Creation Museum. I mean, can you believe it? An actual creation museum? Atheists and evolutionists love it. Come with me, check it out. Yeah, you guys, yeah, definitely, you guys are great at the deep dives into grifters. That's that's one thing I've noticed listening. Oh, that's um, very sweet. Yeah, we I do love, hate I love them. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, we also need them. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that's wild is it's actually pretty easy if you just follow the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, it takes like ten minutes to know if somebody's a fucking asshole. <laughs> then you might have to do a little bit more work to figure out the rest. But like, it's amazing how much like you can just have your like little spider sense go off being like. I feel like this guy is either a pedophile or a secret billionaire, and mm-hmm. one of those things yeah. will always be true. And <laughs> often, often both of those things. Yeah, are yeah. True. <laughs> correlation and causation. <laughs> it's really a chicken or egg situation. Are you a pedophile yeah, yeah, yeah. first? Or... Well, let's get started with the love deer. So, just I oh, got a, it, yeah. a complaint actually. Oh, oh I never got complaint? my postcard, and I'm beginning it's to coming, think that, dude, that it's you coming. never sent I... it. <laughs> Um, and uh, so, I heard you know, this controversy last episode. Okay, uh, maybe we can spoil this a little bit. What's on the postcard? Oh, it's it's just as uh, it was the first thing I found under the um, oh fuck, what was it? Thinking of you cards. <laughs> I, I was like rushing as fast as I could to buy a gift because I hadn't looked at what the dare was, and I was like, shit, I have to buy a gift for him. <laughs> The fact like, that I still haven't gotten it is... Early in Fireproof, when he was half-assing it, it didn't work, man. Yeah. Come on, man. You gotta. <laughs> yeah. You really gotta go gotta... deep. You gotta get that vibrator out in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'll get you a vibrator. It's man. called the Love Dare, goddammit. <laughs> right. Self-Love Dare. Yeah, I'm just yeah. waiting for when these start to get just, like, uncomfortably sexual, but, like, in a really christian kind of way yeah. <laughs> oh oh shit yeah so i mean well we're doing this once a week rather than once a day so this is going to be next year but i oh, do I see that it. day 32 says love meets sexual needs <laughs> so i'm really i'm really excited for that that one comes around hey me too <laughs> you guys are gonna learn a little bit about each other that day and i'm excited about it there's gonna be a lot of anime pillows involved it's gonna yeah. be really I, I look forward to guesting on that episode. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll bring you. We'll bring you back for uh, yeah, day thirty-two of the Love Dare. We'll do like an be... all-star panel for that episode. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I just want to be the Jerry Falwell Jr. in that room, sitting in a corner, just watching whatever's happening. Yeah, just as long you as you're wearing your rum a speedo, and coke, fly unzipped. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so today's day three. Uh, love is not selfish. Agree to disagree. <laughs> well, you wouldn't. <laughs> Focus on yourself in love. That's now um, Romans twelve ten says, "Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor." Today's dare: Whatever you put your time, energy, and money into will become more important to you. It's hard to care for something you are not invested in, mm-hmm. uh, along with restraining from negative comments, which I'm not going to do. Uh, <laughs> by you your. Dick. S- <laughs> by your co-host something that says i was thinking of you what i thought Wait, uh, <laughs> i've yet to receive anything that, uh, that says I'm, i was thinking of you okay frankly well, i so didn't that's even know that up. i was upset with you until we started oh, doing this and i'm I really you, upset with you i bought mm-hmm. you the gift because the last time was unexpected gesture 
Oh, and then now uh, this one's... I, I don't know, what's your Venmo? Um, <laughs> you don't have his Venmo already? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to you exactly what I would have said to uh, to the, the wife in Fireproof. Get that fucking divorce. <laughs> Honestly, I'm pretty close. Yeah. The worst part is you definitely have it, so... <laughs> I think this is your Venmo. <laughs> Okay, okay. If he sends that money to another man, then you know there's an issue. So his, I'm getting a divorce. Is Zachary underscore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know. Did you get a Venmo notification? <laughs> I did. I did. And it, it just says love. And it's you definitely should have lied and made him try again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, I'm not the bad one in this. That's true. Uh, that's, that's true. true. No, that's that's true. true. You're just having an emotional affair with a boring doctor. That's all. That's all. He's got money and stability. Josiah's like a, you know, not even a grad student yet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Josiah. <laughs> Get it together. Uh, well, look, he uh, takes care of me, okay? <laughs> uh, sexually? <laughs> uh, well, I guess let's just start the show. <laughs> On that note, uh, welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool. Uh, fuck, I should have thought of what this one was, what I was going to say for this one. Jared, do you have something? Uh, shit. Legal welcome documents, that's legal. what Jared has. <laughs> Welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, a podcast about how Josiah is not fulfilling my sexual or romantic needs. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Uh. Jared's got a Jared's got a soundboard. Oh, sick! That is awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. I oh, also man. like any anything like he watches will come through, um, and so I've multiple times sent him stuff. That Wait, he has why to the watch. fuck do we not have a soundboard, I Michael? I'm now I'm genuinely very <laughs> They have this, interns. This is the they single... have soundboards. They have music. Uh... This is a way more professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first like time we've ever ago? heard that on this. <laughs> Um, so I think that we can just dive into the questions, right? Like, so yeah, who well, are you? Who the... Why are you in our Discord call? <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, I don't. I mean, my name's Michael. Uh, I am one half of the podcast Shitty Christians. As to why I'm here, uh, I don't know. There was there was some some talk of a love dare, and I got excited, so I just popped in. <laughs> I was promised my. Okay, I'll say who I am. Whatever. My name is Zachary. I am the other half of Shitty Christians, and I was promised Venmo. That's, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Cash App. This uh, is PayPal. not a polygamous situation. Jared is my one and only. Zell. <laughs> one and only for now. <laughs> I wish I could say the same for you, Josiah. Oh, that's, uh, you know what you uh, do. I, I love one-way polygamy. Um, uh, a question to, uh, is God real? Yes or no? Uh, it depends on the day. Yes, and he mm. hates you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that actually leads pretty well into our next question. Yeah. Will God forgive us? Oh, definitely not you. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I don't think that is the one thing within God's power. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so like, here's here's the secret backdoor entrance. Uh, God will forgive you as long as you buy every DC Talk album chronologically. Oh, so chronologically. I'm Chronologically. Yeah, oh yeah. God. If you buy them out of order, you have to go to purgatory. It's a real issue. <laughs> well, can I then sell them and like restart if I mess it up? Or is this yeah, kind of a Yeah, you want to go to hell. Done? Yeah, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> but you're fucking with forces greater than all of us. Yeah. Have you read James? DC Talk, I know. <laughs> yeah. I am still, honestly, as somebody whose first CD was a DC Talk CD, uh, mm-hmm. I am super proud to admit, reeling from the fact that um, Michael Tate is, in fact, a Trump supporter. That uh, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, until, I mean, it like, does in another way. It, but does in it, a, yeah. it does in the way that their first concert was for the president of Liberty University. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's fair. All so right, that, well, that part yeah. makes a little bit of sense. So are you guys familiar with the concept of money? <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell me more. <laughs> we don't know anything about it, but we hear that it's bad. Uh, I've heard you, nothing you, but rave reviews, honestly. <laughs> you're both uh, devout Christians. Is it fair to say that you're both virgins? I mean, I've only been married for about four years, so definitively, yes. Um, as we all learned in youth group, uh, the consummation of marriage should only come in the 20th year uh, once right, you have built obviously. your ark. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. never presume to do anything less. Uh, I am unmarried, so I am busy Googling the word fraudage yeah. and trying yeah, yeah, yeah. to figure out what that sort of line is there <laughs> and like whether lubrication specifically or not specifically sort of like crosses that barrier. Yeah, KY uh, jelly is a slip and slide to hell. We all know that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a literally, literally slippery slope. And I just want to... I just... So I'll have to get back to you, gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, important follow-up. Are you circumcised? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I said we're saved. I don't understand the question. I, never mind. God, we, we wrote too many of these. No, you did uh, not. Let's keep going. Uh, Have you ever seen see. a grown man naked? Only the gentleman in front of me on the other side of this microphone. Uh, not even myself. I close my eyes anytime yeah. a person disrobes. If you've ever played Near Automata, uh, Zachary is always in the 2B uniform with the blindfold over his eyes in order to <laughs> avoid any semblance of impurity. <laughs> Meanwhile, also uh, in I a never thong. nude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worry that it might cause me to stumble. Yeah. And sometimes it does literally. Yeah, I fall down. You fall down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the price you have to pay. You ever been to a Turkish prison? I've been to Turkey. And I've been to prison. So. <laughs> That's not entirely true. I've been arrested on multiple occasions, but I've not, in fact, been to prison. So, no, you know, well, close just enough. a holding cell or two. Have you been incarcerated for more than 10 hours? Yes. Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll take it. Yeah. That's cool. I, I, got, I got the squat and cough, so I think that counts. <laughs> uh, I've been yelled at on an Istanbul street by angry Turkish men. I think that counts. Yeah. I yeah. think that's very close. <laughs> it was very close to something. <laughs> uh, well, you guys say God's real. Uh, then how do you know there isn't like some like flying spaghetti monster that's just hanging out where we can't see him? Oh, no. he's The flying spaghetti monster is absolutely real as well. They've been battling, and that's why we have craters on the moon. Uh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. That's solid. 
They are the, meatball uh, shaped after all. The, <laughs> the flying spaghetti monster is the demiurge. Re- yeah. Read some fucking gospel of <laughs> yeah, Thomas, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely refuse, first off. <laughs> uh, you can't be a socialist and a Christian. Do you care to comment? I mean, listen... Thank you, Mom, for writing in a question. I really appreciate it. It's always nice to hear from you. However, I'm going to say to you now what I've said to you before. Fuck off. And also, I love you. Uh, I'll call soon. Uh, To that Uh, question, I say, yeah. (laughs) We know you guys are big fans of Jerry Falwell Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, pool, pool boys, how do you feel about them? Pro. Very pro. Yeah, that's good. I, I will say, I think it's important if there's anything to take from Jerry Falwell Jr. is it's that pool boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> number one, it, it or number two, it is be discriminating in your pool boy choice. Okay, so here's mm. what I'm going to say. I am pro pool boy, but I am anti tipping culture. Yeah, uh, I'm not anti tipping. Everyone should tip. Everyone should but we tip should generously. abolish. We should abolish the need for tipping by having employers actually pay the wage. So I am both pro pool boy and pro bo- pro pool boy union. So yes. that's really ah, okay, okay, in, yeah. in that I both want to have unions with pool boys and think that pool boys should form a union. Very okay, good. gotcha. Ah, it's nice. my entire political platform. <laughs> and so, you know, on that, can you guys tell us about your cucking fantasies? Zachary first. <laughs> <laughs> I can, but you have to give out my OnlyFans information <laughs> yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. We have to pimp the OnlyFans as well as the Patreon. Look, look, look. If you're good at something, don't do it for free. Okay, so fair. fair. As as the the only married person on in this room, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, my experience of cucking was that I got a dog. And then that dog slept in my bed every night of my fucking life. (laughs) I literally had a conversation like the day before we got the dog being like, yeah, no, I'm really excited to have the dog. I'm going to love the dog. But like, you know, let's let the dog have the dog bed. And that made it about two days. And now every single morning I wake up to the dog being like, hey, so can I crawl in between you? And then that's what happens. So I'm not saying it's a fantasy. I'm saying it's a reality. Ah. That's it's really a good sad. dog. I like the dog. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like you like the dog. I, <laughs> I love the dog. I also love sleeping, but, you know, whatever. Pick one. Right. right. Uh, last question, of course. Uh, how much money would it take for us to make you guys atheists? Negative. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys at? So here's here's the question. All right. We can offer tens of dollars. Okay. All right. Listen. We can well, talk. Not, you have our attention. Yeah. We're not we're no longer making a profit on the show by the way, Jared. We we've, we've lost several Patreon subscribers. You've as, lost it because this... of your insane postcard buying habit. This love dare needs to end. As as this show's sole investor, um I know. I I'm well fucking aware. <laughs> uh, I have several former youth group leaders that would accuse me of already being an atheist, so I'm going to say name your price. $5. Yeah, now, to, to be accused of an atheist, I do that for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's just like the boat. That's the free clip on the OnlyFans. Exactly. <laughs> well, Jared, what, what are you drinking today? Oh, I'm drinking water. Oh, okay. I'm drinking Guinness. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you for not leaving me alone. I'm having some Figaro Mountain Hoppy Poppy, a fine oh, Central Coast California brew. Mm. Uh, I enjoy it very much. 
If I answer this question, honestly, uh, I am drinking Thai tea because I need caffeine to stay alive. <laughs> You've been in California too long, Allard. Yeah, so I've started making my own restaurant-style Thai tea because I'm the worst. I am a youth group kid at heart. Yeah, uh, we talked about being canceled before we started this podcast. Now we know that there's some cultural appropriation going on. Uh, yep. Let's just kick him off done, now, dude. guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, well, yeah, if honestly. you guys hadn't joined on one thing, I would have kicked you. But. <laughs> I'll just go. I'm honestly, I should probably go too. I promise, I'm not far behind. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I guess we we move on to the subject of the day, uh, which was originally I was just saying creationism, but more and more, I think our our love for grifters has evolved into uh, specifically Ken Ham. In the words of the Apostle Paul, respect the grift. I'll edit this awkward pause out as I look at the notes. I insist you keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait, you can edit out awkward pauses? God damn it, I'm learning so much. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty advanced podcasters. You can say. I mean, honestly, though, you were like, hey, so there's this program that does all the work for you, and I was like, fuck. So while you do that, I'm going to start talking about the starlight problem, which is a real issue for creationists. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Let's so do it. We can see galaxies billions of light years away. They have to explain uh, why there is light from things okay. billions of years away. The starlight problem. <laughs> so and what fun fact. No, you sorry, please go, go ahead. for it. No, no, no. I was just going to say the, the starlight problem is actually the, uh, the argument that shifted me away from once being a young earth Christian. Oh, fuck. Okay. Would, All right. Really? Wait, wow. We, should, mm-hmm. So should we maybe start with like history? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like that's, that's what I got here on the notes. Yeah. No, sorry. I was jumping ahead to something. To something. It's my fault. No, I know. I, I love the, the starlight problem. That's I didn't know that was the thing that got you, Jared. Mine was I just mean, among, it was among crazy. other things. But that was kind of the 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 kickoff. Wait, how yeah, is I, the lib being the one that makes the most fucking sense here? I'm upset. <laughs> well, there's kind of a there's kind of a creationist horseshoe theory kind of thing going on. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, I go, all right. The Star I start Trek solution down. to the starlight problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, okay, so I'll run us through some of the history of this real quick. Uh, there's, like, a disclaimer I want to throw in, though, that, like, when we talk about creationism, it's important that, like, creationism isn't necessarily a Christian thing. And the only reason I know this is because I was brutally, me and my uh, roommate were brutally making fun of creationism one time, and then a Native American girl was uh, very displeased with us, and then I realized, oh, there's actually a, there could be some shittiness to this. And so, like, even making fun of creationism, we're probably being classist. Uh, so now that we've established that, we're going to move forward. Well, I think we're making fun of our specific experience with creationism. No, yeah. absolutely. My wife, I, I who's reading Braiding Sweetgrass right now, is going to barge into this room about five seconds and yell at us. So uh, I'm excited for her to lay some knowledge. Yeah, nice. she, she should, yes. Yeah, we look forward to it. But we will have to go through the same line of questioning for any new <laughs> Yes, people, absolutely. Just so you're aware. Absolutely. <laughs> I understand and I accept your premise. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to probably focus on, like, young Earth creationism, because on the whole, old Earth creationism is um, not, it's not as cringy. It's, it's no, got some bad stuff not. in it, yeah. but sometimes mm-hmm. it can be pretty fine. Um, so, like, modern-day young Earth creationists claim their theory dates back to ancient medieval Judaism, and they often cite the 12th century thinker Ibn Ezra. Sure, of course. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. As, as we say. all know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, young Ibn, as I, as I know him. <laughs> 
modern modern Jews, when they hear about this distinction, such as uh, Shai Cherry of Vanderbilt University, say, "Hey, please These don't drag us into Josiah this." Has memorized. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading off notes, man. Yeah, modern Jews, such as Shai Cherry of, of Vanderbilt University, say, "Please don't drag us into this." Um, and we continue to anyway. So they usually point at like 4004 BC as like the year that the world started mm-hmm. because that's in the King, King James Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's some people that do something like closer to 7000 BC and something Which is closer insane. to 3000. Yeah, the rebels, <laughs> the brigands. That's, that barely qualifies as Fucking young earth. That's like middle-aged Less young earth creationism. So the, so the young earth creationism like falls out of vogue because of uh, science and that stuff. Um, but nice. then this, uh, this cool little, little doctrine called biblical inerrancy starts getting pushed in the 19th century. Yeah. It was basically um, the punk of theology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, a, that's cool. <laughs> it's like, fuck the libs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so after that, then things started to kind of go nuts because the 20th 20th century brings us our good friends, the Christian fundamentalists. uh, Super good. Friend of the pod, supporters, (laughs) supporters of our Patreon. Our patrons, yes. Mm So this dude, uh, George McCreed Price, writes this book called The New Genealogy in 1923 about the Great Flood. Uh, He is not a geologist. I know. Uh, He just read a couple geology books. That's going to come up a lot. This is one of my favorite fucking things, is how many random motherfuckers were like, I'm going to write a book on geology. I got this. I think what's super interesting about young earth creationism versus a lot of conspiracy stuff we talked about is the only difference between it and like the flat earth society is just popularity. Like lots of people (laughs) actually buy young, but like, this is the same shit when you get into like flat earth where they're like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a physicist, but uh, I pointed a flashlight across things and like, look at that. It's I built a rocket in my backyard. (laughs) I have watched the tides. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen pictures from airplanes. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. no curve. No <laughs> curve. That's, that is true. The Earth is straight as an arrow, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Corner to That's corner of Arkham God's Counter, green Earth. Uh, thing that you signed. <laughs> you can't be homosexual, and neither is the Earth. <laughs> it's no part of our statement anybody. of faith here at v- Very Legal, Very Cool. <laughs> Oh man, we should totally go like Hobby Lobby, and every guest has to sign like a statement of faith. I think before. that we should legitimately draft a statement of, of faith. Yes. Oh, that would be so great. It's just super vague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very specific. It just has nothing to do with theology. It's like you must smoke thirteen cigarettes a day <laughs> because that's the very cool part. And then the very mm-hmm. legal is. I'll leave that to you. I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your uh, your bar exam pass yeah. is lapsed. You've let that. You've let that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, good old Price's book was heavily discredited, of course. Why? Uh, <laughs> Going to be a lot of that. Yeah. But this did not stop uh, Henry Morris and John C. Whitcomb yeah, Jr. Yeah, my boys, uh, the original, <laughs> the original tag team. That's yes. how you get to the top. You, you have somebody you can slap in. <laughs> I want a, a like a buddy cop movie about Henry Morris. And oh yeah! Oh man! Oh, that would be there would Please. be so much mustache in that buddy cop. Film. Oh god! Really it's it's just hot fuzz, but those two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, they they were a big fan of him, and then they were like, "Yeah, let's do this." So they 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 put out in 1961 the Genesis Flood, which is basically the new ge- uh, the new geology, but it's like focusing on the flood specifically. Um, 
in more in depth. And this birds the modern young earth creationist movement as we know it. Yeah, this this, this was it. the revival. Like exactly. This was this was the shit that like all all four of us I think grew up with yeah, to some this, extent or another. Our yes. terrible upbringings wouldn't exist without Henry Morris, the hydraulic engineer who decided he knew about the geology of the world. And this is where I take 20 minutes to talk about uniformitarianism. <laughs> yeah, they, I think so. I think they set up the Institute for Creation Research, either did, them yeah. or someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, and that went on to just kind of ruin American education as we know it. Nice. Went like to the intelligent do. design movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. that's that's the historical context that we are stepping into right now. These are these are our boys. Um, and they're the ones who inspired such figures as Ken Ham, which I think we'll be focusing on mostly. I think what's amazing about these guys is that they really were the like tip of the spear, the front of the wedge that drove mainstream Christianity and science into active antagonism. Like it, it blows yes. my mind mm-hmm. how like these two people, I mean, they're picking up work from before, but with one book in 1961, they essentially went on to say like, hey, if you want to be a good Christian, you must distrust all science. Yeah, I mean, in in a way, I think they they birthed like yeah, fundamentalism and like the culture war. Fundamentalism, uh, the homeschooling movement as a refutation of public schooling. Yes. Uh, absolutely, the culture war, which was what Ken Ham really picked up and I think militarized mm-hmm. in a really powerful way. But Henry Morris, I think, was a little bit more of a true believer. Like he wrote two hundred books on this issue. Like. Ken Ham, we'll get to him. He doesn't give a fuck about the actual science of this. But Henry Morris really thought he was on to something. He also, this is my favorite part, uh, he expanded on his cosmology. So I I made a reference to the craters on the moon earlier. Uh, Henry Morris actually was like, I believe that the craters on the moon were created by angels and demons fighting during the fall of the angels. Rad. Uh, so, like, that I love is... that this thing immediately becomes Scientology, like, super fucking <laughs> like, <laughs> Book one, there was a flood. Book two, angels and demons fight on the moon. Like, oh, I played God. Destiny. I know how this yeah, works. Yeah, that's pretty oh. fucking rad. Let's be it's... fair. I, wanna, I love I'm... that they they think the world is like a C.S. Lewis science fiction novel. Mm-hmm. Of which I have read all of them. Thank you. A hideous strength. Paralandra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that silent planet? God. I will not be silent about that silent planet. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, fuck. it really is, uh, you know, I, I think, I think uh, one of the things that blew my mind about this is that the fucking Moody Bible Institute, which is yeah. one of the voices for, like, conservative Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, shout-outs to Magnificast, they did a great episode on, like, Dwight Moody and how he exploited the Mayday Massacre, the slaughter of socialists, uh, in order to be like, hey, rich people, give me your money to quell these poor people that are revolting. Oh, and like, I've not uh, listened to that. Oh, it's so good. Jesus it's Christ. So good. I might need to listen um, to that. Because, That's... like, you know, Mayday Massacre, one of the terrible moments that helped found the American labor movement. Uh, and then Dwight Moody swooping in being like, Hey guys, if you give me your money, I can stop these dudes. And the Moody Institute that was founded by this guy was like, ah, oh, we're not publishing this weird book, man. Like those guys, those <laughs> motherfuckers backed out. That's how crazy this shit was. This was not an evangelical thing. Like the majority of Christians in the 1950s were like, yeah, I don't know who gives a fuck how old the earth is. 
and then this well, comes like... around and turns it into a wedge issue that can not only like start to make this modern distrust of science that we see in everything from fucking like mask wearing to the homeschool movement to fucking like uh, essential oils can cure your cancer. Um, true, by the way. That is yeah, true. Yeah, like, that's a fact, Mike. All of that Steve begins Jobs, so. with one guy who was actually a, a, a like Virginia Tech professor. Like he was a real one. He wasn't a real geologist, but like he like led <laughs> he a was qualified in something. Tech. He would he had some <laughs> brains. I mean, this is a classic thing. A guy, guy who is smart at one thing decides he is smart at everything. Yeah. This is Elon Musk. Oh yeah. Here, here's our story. Yeah, yeah. Shitty Christians. <laughs> Magic Johnson doing anything but playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is this is such a theme with like conspiracy theory stuff that like i was saying like we did uh we have an unreleased episode about the uh moon landing hoax conspiracy yes. and they From the uh, archives yeah <laughs> one day we'll drop it when we're like too lazy to record an episode on a week but yes. um that we the thing we i kept coming back to is like the guy who birthed that conspiracy theory he he was a english major technical writer <laughs> in nasa how dare you and call so, me out like, this way <laughs> 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 and so he was like yeah we cannot physically have gone to the moon but he had no knowledge of astrophysics me, whatsoever i've written about it <laughs> i love the idea of being like i couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> and i worked for nasa as a technical writer <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i'm a marketing guy can't happen yeah <laughs> i used to work for an insurance company but i was a videographer so i know nothing about insurance <laughs> But if you were like... <laughs> no, this is you being like, Medicare for all doesn't work. I know. I used to work for an insurance company. Right, right. <laughs> oh, what'd you do there? Well, I was in their creative team. Yeah. By the way, I made the, the Democratic Party just hired you. $200,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. a year. Congratulations. Hell yeah. Well done. Sean McElwee will be, like, flying over to, I like... I look forward to your Atlantic <laughs> articles. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to writing them, honestly. Uh... So, One of my favorite quotes about the Genesis flood, and then we definitely should move forward, is that on its Wikipedia page, it reads, the Genesis flood created hardly a ripple of recognition in any professional geology circles. And then it goes on to detail how no one read it, no one reviewed it, no one fucking cared. And I love that this thing that is trying to speak about the geology of the world went completely unnoticed by any geologist for decades. Meanwhile, Christians are over in the corner being like, we're going to create a whole fucking movement, man. This is, this is how we're going to solve abortion. Like, they just birthed the Christian fundamentalist right out of this book in silence over decades. This is some Lord of the Rings shit. People were plotting. Yeah, we're in the wrong game. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I, I always thought about, it, like, if I had no morality, how fucking easy it probably would be to just, like, fumble your way into doing this shit. You would like, think that, but we've been trying for a you while. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> I was, do you guys listen to uh, Know Your Enemy? Yes. Because um, I, I remember the, the episode where they're talking about the, the Koch brothers. Mm -hmm. um, how easy it was if you want to brand yourself as a conser conservative intellectual. Mm. It's actually probably easier to get into grad school. Not because of the grad schools themselves, but because Koch money will just be like, yes, here it is. If you please produce like Frederick Hayek shit, yeah. we will like, we yeah. It's there are entire programs that the Koch brothers just fund outright. It's fucking wild. Yeah, one of them's called Harvard. Yeah. Another. <laughs> Princeton, another one's called Southeastern. Fine. <laughs> Thank you.
Welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, a podcast sponsored by the Institute for Creation Research. The Institute for Creation Research is a place where they research creationism, and they are currently funding Very Legal, Very Cool. We enjoy the blood money that they give us, and that is how we bring these episodes to you. So if you want to further support the show and support the Institution for Creation Research, you can use the discount code in the show notes to get whatever it is that they sell. Speaking of cancellation. Speaking of cancellation, what's your guys' background with creationism? Oh man, so uh, this is something I don't always talk about a lot, but my like I grew up deep in evangelical Christianity. He was born six thousand years ago. Yeah, that's how I know. I, <laughs> I was there, yeah. and the hand did literally separate the waters from the deep. It was like in Smash Brothers when you're fighting the giant hand at the end. Oh, it's shit. exactly oh, shit. what it was like. It was pretty. The cool. sea Incredible. was at like three hundred percent damage, so it, it parted really easy. <laughs> The key is to like get Marth and get some like really up close damage. Ah. Hey, so you, you were back there six thousand years ago. Did you know Bernie Sanders? <laughs> I said I saw God, <laughs> our Lord and Savior. Cranky as ever, you know Bernie Sanders. He's definitely the Old Testament God. <laughs> that old pillar of fire. <laughs> Let there be light! <laughs> light for all! Uh, so, I, I'm a pastor's kid, uh, and I... Represent. Ne- yeah, thank you. And never, never went to public school until college. And so, I basically, like... Was a curious, lonely child with no friends, so I read a lot of books. And I run a podcast, so yeah, yeah. Here we are, and uh, we're on Discord, obviously. (laughs) And (laughs) I remember like reading wildlife fact files, which would come in the mail every few weeks or so. And my parents would be like, "Those are great. We're so glad you're a curious child. You have no friends. It's good you watch Discovery Channel, but you know evolution's not real, right?" They would like specifically there were relay. disclaimers. Yeah, there were parental advisories on your <laughs> animal tracks. Yeah, be like dinosaurs did not, in fact, become birds. And I remember, like, I was reading, uh, doing some of my own research, uh, and I remember reading about uniformitarianism. Like, the world couldn't have changed. All the all, you know, there had to have been cataclysms. The you know, geology can't be relied yes, upon. Yes. Uh, I remember yeah. learning that. Uh, sort of radon reading or like you know all that stuff is not reliable i remember learning about sea creatures being found at the top of mountains uh i think my favorite was and i i might have this book somewhere i need at my parents house and need to find it was learning that like there definitely were dinosaurs and humans because of the book of job and then they were like because of like myths of chinese dragons talking about in yes. this book they would like <laughs> show like diagrams of skulls and be like there's a possibility that like flame could have gone out through here uh, yeah. and, and it was just like all trying to like put this like scientific patina on it i think and, that we uh, have that same book by the way <laughs> Oh, I love I exactly creationist phrenology. Yes. yes. If you had, if you had that book, we're fucking doing that episode. I'm not kidding. That is happening. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know if my parents would still have it, but I like it had like the that 
was the plesiosaur or whatever, and it was yes. making an argument for how its like ridged head could be a flamethrower. What? So cool. <laughs> so awesome. I'm, okay. I have to be honest, I'm still disappointed. Yeah, I've been, I'm changing my entire opinion. If you're telling me dinosaurs have flamethrower heads, I am officially a young Earth creationist. No, let's be, let's be very clear. Shit. Young Earth creationism is fucking rad. It's fucking <laughs> I, I want like fire breathing, dra- uh, fire breathing dinosaurs in Jurassic Park movie. Like, hell I, I yeah! Think that's right. I think so that's what's awesome. missing. Yeah, get the fuck out of the way, Chris Pratt. I got some ideas here. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and, and like they would talk about, they would always be these like, uh, uh, sorry, these like tiny concessions. Like, look, we believe in like microevolution. Like, look, I know there's that famous <laughs> experiment with all the smog in Britain and the moss or whatever, but like. The moss didn't change. And they just the changed color. And the monkeys became the humans. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Doesn't count. And, and it was I, always just these, like, tiny bare bones concessions. I, I don't totally feel the, like, I, I feel like um, when you're raised this way, this stuff still, like, lingers around in your head, even oh, yeah. if you no longer accept it. Because I've totally done that where, like, I catch myself being like, well, there's a difference between macro and micro evolution. Such vivid memories of, like, even as you're starting to come out of, like, young Earth Christianity and you're like, oh, well, you know, I believe in evolution. And then your your family and friends are like, well, micro, not macro, right? Of course, obviously. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's dumb. <laughs> but you say it in no, no words that end up great. sounding like, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Aunt Stacy, pass the grade. <laughs> How did I end up with the least indoctrinated childhood of all of this? <laughs> yeah, I don't trust oh, this man. now. This is blowing my mind. I What I remember most distinctly is a Sunday school teacher when I was like seven being like, okay, so the earth is definitely 5,000 years old. That is known. We all know that. We're all in agreement here. Obviously. Now, some of you might be going to those darn public schools mm-hmm. and they might try to tell the you worst. differently. Now, let me ask you a question. This was like dramatic pause. How old mm-hmm. is your teacher? <laughs> is she hot? Yeah. Like, let's get into is it. Single? Is she into drinking black water with her pants unbuttoned? I don't know. Um, no. How old is your teacher? How old is God? Yes. Oh, you're your teacher my mind, wasn't man. there. Yeah, true. That, God was. I, was, I'd I argue thought. with it. Check I can't, can't argue with that. Yeah. Gosh, that we got they got owned so yeah, hard. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Richard Dawkins. This is a call out. You're not, <laughs> you're not as old as the universe, bitch. <laughs> I mean, well, honestly, I have you it. seen Light Sage Richard Dawkins? <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost as old and as problematic as the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was a very, like, Sunday school. It wasn't controversial for the world that I grew up in. It was assumed. So I, like, mm-hmm. I heard it, but it wasn't indoctrinated. And I was homeschooled for a few years. And that was a mistake on my mother's part. But I I eventually went to, like, a, a, a normal terrible high school where I learned normal terrible things, not mm. absurd Christian terrible things. Uh, so I, I, I feel like I, I missed the uh, Chinese dragon dinosaurs. God damn it. Disappointing. Yeah. Honestly, God. it's a, it's a cornerstone it's of my childhood. It really was. I Google yeah. plesiosaurs from time to time. I don't know. Maybe they'll find one. <laughs> right? That, those were my favorite dinosaurs. Hands down. I had, I had that book and I, cause I remember that there was, there was a, 
a pretty hard line between because we weren't always uh young earth creationists and that happened when i was like six or so so i remember a very distinct time when all of my dinosaur books were replaced with very different dinosaur books (laughs) (laughs) dude you gotta write a memoir that's That's some david sedaris shit when the land before time became there was no before time (laughs) right no, and it's like you know one day i'm I'm sitting down going through this like encyclopedia of dinosaurs and the next day they're fucking breathing fire and my parents are sitting me down on the couch and we're all watching kent Hovind together as a family <laughs> that is um, beautiful yes. oh my gosh i love that you know that is the exact kind of geologic shift we see in the flood narrative and <laughs> <laughs> exactly like you weren't there how can you, how can you really say yeah yeah Oh, and the, guys... the funny thing is, like, so, no, I don't think anyone in my family is still a young Earth creationist. My mom, oh, maybe. Nice. But mm-hmm. I, I think pretty much all of us uh, kind of ditched that maybe five or six years after we went all in. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so we were we kind of dipped our toes in and then we left as a family. Interesting. Um, but no, that was probably when I was, I guess, closer to high school. I didn't get out to college. Jealous. Yeah, because I think it was uh, it was when I was in when I joined a Boy Scout troop that had uh, public schoolers in it, and I remember sitting down and having <laughs> this conversation. And it's like, well, do you believe in evolution? And the kid kind of looked at me like, what the what? Is there another option? <laughs> and I was like, let me tell you about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Tamer <laughs> of the dinosaurs, the Chris Pratt. Right, so that's how I got my creation. ass kicked. And I, <laughs> But yeah, and that, but you know, we I was homeschooled too, so it's like there's that whole other dimension that even after I left, that was kind of a contentious topic. And I remember distinctly one of my friends coming and sitting me down and being like, you know, you know, like a a fine Swiss Swiss watch, like a Rolex. It's yes. not a Swiss watch, but yes. yeah, there's like a yes, fine it's, Swiss. It's okay. Swiss. Like, like is it? Oh. <laughs> Either way, oh my God. you know, I I'm too poor to know much about watches, but. <clears throat> um, but it's like a fine Swiss watch, and you know that's the world that we're in. And you're ta- you're what you're saying to me is that somewhere in a junkyard there was an explosion, and out of that explosion came a Rolex. That just can't happen. To which I said, "Your story makes no sense. Why are you telling me this? And we're not friends scared. anymore." But, I thought you were going to say that was really cool. Yeah. That's cool <laughs> That'd be a sweet Can explosion. I watch the junkyard explosion? That seems good. Right? No, <laughs> I, I heard the junkyard analogy yeah. so many times. I think that was probably oh, one of yes. the longest running things. Because that's God. not necessarily young earth. That's just anti-evolution. And I feel yeah. like anti-evolution was a lot more present in my childhood. Interesting. True. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a lot of micro-evolution over time. Not yeah. macro. <laughs> right, you just right. got to reset the uh, time on the Rolex. No, and what the... It, yeah. We won't go far too into this because at least Shitty Christians is an anti-knowledge podcast. Amen. But what they're doing is they're using the second law of thermodynamics to be like, well, there can never be any order anywhere whatsoever. And it's like, well, that's actually not how systems work. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can clean your room. So, yeah, like, shut right. the fuck up. <laughs> We're all in agreement Wait, with Jordan Peterson's philosophy that we should all clean our rooms here. This is clearly what that's we're saying. absolutely That's what it. we would like to talk to you gentlemen about today. <laughs> have you read 12 Rules for Life? Because <laughs> we have one more rule, and it's read Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> 
Now who's getting canceled? <laughs> God. Did, did you guys it. experience uh, Jonathan Park growing up? Or is that a is that a me and Jared thing? Mm, no. Yeah, I don't think okay. I know who that is. Okay, so jo- no, it's so Jonathan Park was like it was kind of like an Adventures in Odyssey type thing. Yeah. Okay. Where All it's right. like it's like the show, but it was like I'm really struggling to remember what the uh, what like the plot was. Um, yeah, it was it was like this like young Encyclopedia Brown kind of. Oh, I yeah, fucking love this... Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> oh my god! It was like this young creationist, sixteen-year-old yes. creationist, yes, and his friends. <laughs> They, they venture Hero. out to locations all over the world and discover exciting scientific evidence for biblical accounts of creation. I am so fucking angry right now. <laughs> I wish like I'd young read Young Indiana this. Jones. This is so much cooler than what I was subjected <laughs> you can, to. You can still buy these. You can still, like, subscribe and listen to it. No, I am on, Josiah, I am already on JonathanPark.com, <laughs> and I am hanging up on this Discord call right now so I can start from the beginning. There is a 95 95- thesis next to a fucking spaceship right now my parents have failed me i'm very upset they're like movies for your ears it says that they are like movies for your ears it took adventures in odyssey like 10 seasons to get to the holodeck this is this seems really interesting this is like for everybody that aged out of bible man Uh, i'm so sad to be honest this is for me who never aged out of bible man (laughs) I'm still like, bring back Marvel MCU, man. It's time for the Bible, man. Reboot. Let's do this. Let's do this. I, They'd still I, make I'll, it boring. It's sad. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I would heartbeat. 100% watch it. We would like, have to do like lying. a live stream on our Discord with oh, it. Oh, man. Yes. God. God. We should now do that I'm reading reviews. At some point. The Adventure Series Beginner's oh, Pack yeah. gets five stars. Somehow they all have five stars. Yeah. Hey, because of the quality of the content, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Because they earned. How it. could I forget? Oh, yeah. God! I'm amazed that I missed this. But tell me more about Jonathan Park and my deprived I, childhood. I, the thing is, like, I'm trying to remember more about it because it's like so deep in like the recesses of my brain because I like listened to it when I was like ten. Do Do you remember anything about it, Jared? I remember there were evil evolutionists. I do remember evolutionist bad guys. Yeah, most of what I remember is like that. It was kind of like uh, like Indiana Jones mixed with the Magic School Bus, mixed with Adventures uh, in Odyssey kind of deal. That's still a good pitch. No, I'm, in, I'm into that. <laughs> no, no, like I, I, I'm like maybe Last I should just dive back right in. Here. <laughs> good, good news, good news. I did find that there is a fandom uh, page for Jonathan Park good. that does get into the plot. Um, I'll read this. So, in The Adventure Begins, Jonathan and his dad were on their way to Ghost Ranch to find information for an article his father was writing in a science magazine Ooh. when a tree fell in the middle of the road and they swerved into a ravine. Sure. Jonathan's dad was unable to restart the vehicle and decided to go look for help. As he walked over to a ridge, he fell into a hole. What <laughs> <laughs> Been there, brother. What a bitch. <laughs> Jonathan found his father, who had fallen into a cave. After calling his mom to send them help, he followed his father into the cave. They were soon joined by the family that owned the property. la di da da And somehow this... Oh, here. Jonathan found himself telling one of the people in the family about his past on the way and how he hold came up, to know up. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. His father fell in a cave. So he mm-hmm. then jumped in the cave. And they were yes. then joined by the family that own the property, Owns the property falling yes. into the cave <laughs> and then their dog as well 
and only with their consent did they just go further into the hole. Why are they still in the hole? I don't know, but it got to them telling someone about Christ, and so it's good. Uh, yeah. well, okay. um, Guys, whenever I go deep in the hole, it's to share the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, here's, here's how it all connects to creationism, because as I'm reading this, I'm like, fuck, did I just bring this up and it has nothing to do with creationism? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Jonathan, Jesse knocked on the walls of the cavern and a swarm of bats flew toward them. Panic, Jesse ran and fell into a drop-off, but he was snagged by the strap. He was, she was dragged by the strap of her overalls. Blah, 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 blah. They find a, uh, they find a fossil while they're in that cave and it turns into this giant, like, ordeal about them trying to give it to a museum or whatever. And then creationism and la-di-da-di-da. Guys, the- It's an adventure. The number one quote- the number one that quote that they highlight from the episode is, and I quote, the clouds are getting darker, end quote. <laughs> so you know awesome. it's good. Nailed it. I, uh, what I really love is this is page on the website where um, it's like, what are audio adventures? And it includes a lot of the like, here's quotes from the New York Times and the Atlantic and NPR reviewing it. But they're not reviewing it. They're reviewing the concept of audio adventures. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can we Big start, dick energy. Can we start doing that just with podcasts for, for Very Legal, Very Cool? Like, oh, you know, yes. in our reviews section, what is a podcast? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. an innovative new format. Is three liberals named John talking about Kamala Harris. <laughs> Oh. No, this makes me genuinely angry. Okay, so like I'm gonna share something I've never shared on any podcast before. Ooh, All right, wow. I'm so excited. My dad once started a Christian magazine called Christian Book Review, where he oh. reviewed Christian books. Oh, are you sure that? Name. Are you sure that's what they did though? That was the name <laughs> and the purpose. That's that's good branding. During that time, we got sent every christian book and anything else that got published at all forever my entire first floor of my house was just unpublished christian manuscripts i was seeing adventures in odyssey before they were released i got an adventures in odyssey bible with plot summaries of every episode and character breakdowns i got unpublished christian mcgee and me's i got the mcgee and me novelizations somehow i never knew about jonathan fucking park the cool ass indiana jones of the christian audio adventure genre and i am fucking furious my dad almost went into bankruptcy for this shit and i never got to meet jonathan park that is the true injustice <laughs> And this is why I'm not a young earth creationist. <laughs> if you had yeah, only you, you had would, a little more be. Jonathan Park in your childhood, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. would you would be happily happily working for the the creation Forget museum. Plato's cave. Today. I want to be in Jonathan Park's cave. Yeah. <laughs> you, this is a whole entire other episode, but there is an entire episode about like versions of yourself that stayed super conservative and religious and how that would have happened. And I just oh, want to yeah. say, I want to do that episode. And it's very erotic. <laughs> that, that would be really, because Josiah very and I have very dark pasts in that. Uh... Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, dude, the, that path is always dark, let me tell you. I was a literal pastor. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it was a very dark path. L- let me talk about my, my conservative dark Please. past by just saying, I'll just say one thing. Steven Crowder still follows me on Twitter. Are you yes. kidding me? <laughs> yes, I am so jealous. That doesn't sound like a conservative past. That sounds like a semi-conservative present. Please tell me more. <laughs> I don't know how he's still followed me. I think he doesn't yeah. check Twitter. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. But... Yeah, I I was on the groundwork of watching Steven Crowder when I was in high school. Yeah, like wow. in the very beginning, no, we and it was like... back in his early Twitter days where he would follow back anybody who followed him. Yes. So so that's I still amazing. he still yeah. follows me. No, we you've were got like... Steven Crowder indie cred. You were there before, man. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go to his Twitter page now. Let's start sending him some information. It's time. Yes. Yes. We are going to save Steven Crowder's soul here on this podcast. We are going to bring. Let's Steven talk about Crowder Jonathan to... Park with Stephen Crowder. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, the, the next ep- the next Please. episode is going to have Stephen Crowder, and we're just reviewing Jonathan Park. It's gonna, I, that would I be think amazing. that's great. <laughs> we'll just let him know that we're bringing him back to you know the stories of his childhood, and it'll, we just want to we just want to ha- we just want to talk. We'll okay. just inform him he's not allowed to say slurs on the podcast, and he'll ignore uh, Steven that. Crowder's out, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben Shapiro will definitely show up for the premium episode, though. <laughs> well, okay. Since we've established that, that we we know a lot about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We were but, uh, at least formed by a lot of this. Yes. Who, who's Ken Ham? Let's talk about Ken Ham. Oh, man. Okay. So, like... If everything we've been talking about is like the groundwork, like the true believers, like sure, maybe they're writing one too many books about this topic, but they still fundamentally believe that they are doing science. Mm-hmm. Then Ken Ham is the man that came in and said, we are not scientists. We are warriors. <laughs> mm. Nice. He was right in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, he may still be holding a spear. I'm not saying he's an effective warrior. I'm saying he might still be trying. Okay, okay, uh, fair. Ken Ham, 300 cosplay every year forever. <laughs> no, uh, Ken Ham militarized uh, the Young Earth Creationist movement. He took it from a, hey, we're going to like spew our own facts and try to refute this science to being like, his real passion was being like, hey, all you Young Earth Creationist Institutes, you're trying to provide evidence Evidence doesn't matter. That's true. This was his innovation. He was like, we are not engaged in a battle of science. We are engaged in a battle of culture. Ken Ham is the man that made young earth creationism part of the culture war emphasis on war. He is the predecessor to QAnon. I mean, honestly, I think, I think, I, I think if we, if we, if we want to draw a line, because there is an evangelical connection to QAnon, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are a fair number of like evangelical mothers on my Facebook feed that uh, are a little bit where we go one, we go all. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, well, I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congratulations on having only one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but that sort of anti-science, anti-mainstream uh, media, which, you know, we all hate the failing New York Times. Thank you. Yeah, um, obviously. Fuck the New York Times. <laughs> but, like, that sort of, like, 
we aren't just disagreeing on these topics. We are creating this own culture. Ken Ham is the guy that said that needs to be holistic. We must not reject just like the idea that the earth is X number of years versus Y number of years, because who cares? We must take that and then declare that we must reject the entire culture. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. why I actually think the Q thread is relevant. It's yeah. not yeah. In, in the way that like it is both informs Q, but it's not... It's the same way that, like, Trump is not an aberration as a Republican or somebody that evangelicals voted for. He is actually the logical endpoint of that. Alternative facts, baby. We've been rocking them for 150 years. Yes. Yes. He describes his his answers in Genesis uh, nonprofit as presenting evangelicalism as an all-out battle of a biblical worldview against a perceived naturalistic scientific worldview. An all-out battle. No, they love the war analogy. I because I even they, remember they that growing up. Like that's, I mean, but that's on, for but on the armor yeah. of Christ, you yeah, know? yeah. armor yeah. of God, yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are pictures of me coated in uh, <laughs> toys that were called the armor of God. So yep. I oh, I, I, I had that too. Oh, I had those too. <laughs> every all every four good Christian boy had one. Oh yeah. Let's be real. Oh my goodness. I see. Okay, I didn't hang it out enough with enough broken people like me <laughs> from my childhood. So this is actually this is a little bit like being on leftist Christian Twitter. I'm like, oh, everybody's this weird. Yeah, like, everybody <laughs> this is, has. This is, this is like former creationist like AA. Right. Yeah, this is absolutely. <laughs> None we're of this is airing. Yeah, that's that's what, what I'm thinking as I look at these notes. So, right. Yeah. So, so Ken Ayami got a bachelor's degree in applied science with an emphasis on environmental biology. He got and influenced bullshit. by that. Yes. <laughs> he got influenced by the Henry Morris book. And he was teaching high school in Brisbane. He's from Australia. Uh, in the 1970s. Yeah. And he saw students losing their faith because of evolution. And he says oh, no. that that put a, a fire in his bones. <laughs> That's weird. I lost my faith because of Christians. <laughs> <laughs> I Okay, that, you're actually saying something I was totally thinking when I was like reading about this, where I was like, no, they're losing their faith because of evolution because you've created a, a dichotomy where you can only believe in evolution or God. So you've actually made this problem significantly yeah, worse. They created a dichotomy <laughs> where I could either play Dungeons and Dragons or be a Christian. That's not fair. I want to roll a right. ranger. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so in 1979, he resigned his teaching position to take up this this battle. Uh, and him and his wife founded the Creation Science Supplies and Creation Science Educational Media Services, uh, which provided resources for the teaching of creationism in public schools, um, because that was still legal in Australia at the time. So he was making, like, legit public school curriculums for a while. I mean, it's a continent of criminals. What can you expect? I just, yeah, I just want to say, I am, like, boiling. That for the we, record, that, he did this in America, too. It's yeah. a continent oh, of criminals. Yeah. What can you expect? Right. I, I can't believe he's Australian. I just want to say, I, I will never forgive him for that. The I will never forgive Australia did. for that. <laughs> Uh, there's a long movement where he eventually arrives in the U.S. I'm skipping a bunch of my notes because in the end, he ends up in the U.S. and f- founding the organization Answers in Genesis, uh, which I think all four of us are to America, but way more problematic on race issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, 
Okay, so the answers in Gen- Genesis Confederation collapsed in 2005. Yes! Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you brought this up. This is my favorite part. <laughs> so, between uh, Ham and Carl Wieland, who is another guy on it, they had differences in philosophy and operation. Yeah, so this different disagreement- levels of being assholes. so they ended up dividing up answers in genesis so actually the answers in genesis that's in the uk and america is ken hams now and then the ones in canada new zealand south africa and australia are Whelan's. Uh, that is just a rogues gallery of the worst countries in the entire fucking world it's just christian imperialism they're just splitting up continents and countries god damn it that's insane i I think carl carl Whelan definitely got fucked over in that deal Oh no! And he, he attributed that. <laughs> okay, South Africa, pretty sweet. We all agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally that normal. Fine. <laughs> yeah, nothing problematic. Okay, all right. I do have one question because I don't want to step on your toes. No, go did, for it. Did you get the necrophilia in here? No, no. Oh God, the no. What? You okay. Gotta go. All right, all right. So during this breakup. As they're all suing and countersuing each other, and Ken Ham is sort of muscling away his way into the American market, which is what he wanted all along, one of his like fellow Answers in Genesis people that was splitting up accused his secretary of being engaged in necrophilia and witchcraft. Holy shit. <laughs> this went into legal documents that were then investigated by the states involved. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What'd they find out? (laughs) Okay, so this went on for decades. This suit was filed in 1996. In like 2009, they settled. Like, (laughs) over a decade. Who got the corpses? So, like, (laughs) Ham is clearly a monster. They both got visitation rights for the corpses, clearly. Clearly. (laughs) Part-time work at the morgue. Exactly. Uh, but, like, I love that, like, in a story of Ken Ham muscling his business partners out of the situation and, like, taking the biggest market for himself, the other guy, the guy that you could potentially sympathize for, is like, no, by the way, your secretary is a necrophiliac witch. Okay, I have a question, though. I, I, need, I have a question. What okay. if she was? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. That's that's fair. <laughs> I think it's fair play, you know? <laughs> Honestly. Uh, it, it just, it was very special to me when it's like Ken Ham is being a clearly terrible business partner. He like brought this confederation together and then was like, oh wait, you guys want to do actual science? Fuck you, I'm taking America. Oh, no. um, I'm going to sell a Ken lot Ham of America. homeschool. <laughs> yeah. Ken Ham fucks America hard. Um, there's, this, there's a whole episode just about Ken Ham lawsuits that if oh, I had no, like man. the legal information I would dive into. That's how Thank God we are both anti-research podcasts because otherwise we would get stuck on this Ken this, Ham bit There's for a so while. much oh, weeds yeah. to get into this. Yeah, because right, so it, how do we move forward, or or how do we keep going on non necrophilia witchcraft shit? We really well, want to. <laughs> in in May 2007, see, I want to know more about this lawsuit because I'm basing this off of just finding it on Wikipedia. I'd love to know more. Uh, but Creation Ministries International filed a lawsuit against Ham and the Answers in Genesis movement uh, in the Supreme Court of Queensland. Because of damages and accusing them of deceptive conduct in dealing with the Australian organization. I love it. So the like, yeah, so they were Mm. fucking over after the split, the Australian Answers in Genesis. I know a tiny Uh, bit about this. They had a magazine 
from their previous organization. Oh, when Answers okay. in Genesis split off, they took all of the information about the subscribers and started sending oh. their new magazine to them and never and never gave any information. So they're just like, yeah, this is who we are now. Meanwhile, this whole other organization that had this distribution <laughs> network just got fucked over. And it's at that point that he was like, by the way, your secretary fucks dead people. <laughs> <laughs> that totally normal thing you put in legal documents. That old chestnut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's always my opener. <laughs> I, I accused your intern of that before we started. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's not much of an accusation if you know he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Posting that horny on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be to be fair, giving him access of our Twitter was a mistake. But you know, yeah. you live and you learn. You know, we've all we've all learned that lesson recently, once or twice. <laughs> right, right. Uh, members of the group that were suing him said they stated that they had concern over Mr. Ham's domination of the groups, the amount of money being spent on his fellow executives. And he shifted away from the delivering the creationist message to raise donations, um, which I think is kind of a good defense of what we're saying, where Ken Ham is not the guy that fully believes it. He really is more the grifter, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, the, the previous people we were talking about. Um, then, like, in All 2014... I'm hearing is an immigrant success story. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, please don't make me argue for throwing Ken Ham into ice detainment camps. (laughs) You're right. I'm already arguing for it. (laughs) If we have the camps already. (laughs) It would at least be better use. Uh, There's a couple other things. Just basically, he got yelled at by the board of Great Homeschool Conventions Incorporated because he was being too much of a dick to Peter Enns. Um, yeah, yeah. This was sort of a late period Ken Ham where like yeah, he made his whole dent off being a dick to people that didn't agree with him. And then in like 2018, they were like, hey, be a little less of a dick. And it was just like, I, I would tell say, Ken Ham that now. If the board of great homeschool conventions is like, you're being a bit of an asshole to the libs, like, I think you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused with the board of the shitty homeschool conventions, but. Yeah. Of which we are all members. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, yes. right. <laughs> Uh, also, there's that Bill Nye Ken Ham debate in 2014. Oh, but God. let's move I didn't on. Actually, research that. Is there anything interesting oh. there? I hate both I, of these people. Just that so. it sucked. It yeah. sucked so much. So yeah, I think we, both of us, I think, are a tad younger than you guys. So I was still in high school when that happened. Oh, okay. um, yeah. It was. So I got to witness uh, everybody watching it and like talking about it, and I was just trying to avoid that conversation so much. I mm-hmm. I didn't want to didn't want to deal with it. Look, I get it. When your faves on Twitter are fighting, it's <laughs> you don't want to wade in. Right. It's like when your mom and dad are, you know, going at it. It's like you when just, Josiah you just and Jared are chatting on Twitter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I really hope you two find a way forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, Stick obviously. to that love dare. Well, you know, if oh, someone fuck. would stop fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my goddamn postcard? See all these fossils here? I mean... We have real fossils in glass cases here. The the atheists are really upset at that. They don't want us to have real fossils. They think they own them. It's like dinosaurs. They're really upset that we talk about dinosaurs. We've got the corner on science. Oh, yeah, they think that they own the dinosaurs. They own everything. We have no right to use those for creation and for telling people the truth about God's word. But you know what we've heard over and over again? Even from, there's been some, uh, you know, well-known evolutionary scientists who have come through here as well. And one of the things that we've heard back, and they've even written in their books, they mock our message and say, how ridiculous. And then they say, but one can't but admire how well done it is. 
All right. Mm -hmm. So, the Creation Museum, which I've been to before, actually, but I was way too young to remember all the details. God damn it, you really are younger than us. (laughs) (laughs) What are you, 12? Am I podcasting with a 12-year-old? I'm 13. (laughs) (laughs) Who let you into this youth group? Damn it, I I hate being 47. Yeah. You guys are a thousand years old. Um, Ancient. <laughs> Bernie so Sanders vis- contemporaries. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike us, the cool youth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so I'm taking you all on a on a journey. <laughs> you can experience. This is against my yeah, consent. Yeah. I'm, tra- I'm being trafficked <laughs> yeah. onto this journey. <laughs> this is one of those wilderness camps that teaches me how to be, do less graffiti. <laughs> If I work really, really hard for a few years, will I finally work my debt off? (laughs) No. (laughs) So, you're a visitor to the museum, and you're being directed through sequential series of of rooms. Um, The museum constructs (laughs) an argument chain in which claims from previous rooms provide support for subsequent claims. So we're entering into the first room, and the sequence contains a diorama of two paleontologists uncovering the skeletal remains of an indistinct creature. But they're just raw-dogging it. <laughs> yeah, why, why are you reading me my erotic fanfiction? <laughs> I, could, I could read it to you. <laughs> two actors meant to re- represent paleontologists are displayed on television screens mounted nearby. One explains that he believes that the creature died in a local flood millions of years earlier, while the other surmises that the creature died in the biblical great flood about 4,300 years earlier. Mm-hmm. Why are they on the same trip? <laughs> <laughs> They're in love, Because okay? creationists can be scientists, damn it. <laughs> Listen, it's the love boat. Everyone got on the boat together. <laughs> This room is immediately followed by a second room of play cards explaining various natural phenomena using two distinct starting points, mainstream science and the biblical narrative, respectively. The failing New York Times. (laughs) From here, visitors enter into an L-shaped corridor that begins with mannequins representing the Old Testament prophets Moses, David, and Isaiah, while audio recordings of passages from the Book of Psalms are played nearby. Further down the corridor, Plakert's detail historical arguments against the literal interpretation of the Bible include that the elevation of human reason above God's word is the essence of every attack on God's word. The walls near the corridors exit contain existentialist questions such as, am I alone? And why do I suffer? Oh shit, I didn't realize I've been living in that hallway my entire fucking life. Alright, this got way more real and awesome than I expected. I didn't realize the Creationist Museum was like, invented by Kafka? That's a weird term. It is bizarrely... The you are a cockroach exhibit? It it is is a dystopia. Like this is supposed to be dystopian in elements of it. So so the end game of Very Legal, Very Cool is we're gonna do a live show, but what it's gonna be is we're gonna drop acid in the creative creation museum parking lot and then go through. That's pretty awesome. Okay. That that was talked about in our first episode. Again, that is our end game. 
and then the show ends. You guys, that's, and that's okay. it. Then All we're right. done. When we were, when we were you know, like, prison, yeah, we but... totally want to do this podcast. The, my one reservation was like, these guys are cooler than us. Yeah. Like, they're actually <laughs> It's in the name. Punk. It's in the name. <laughs> like, I was the fucking program director yeah. of my college radio station. I had punk bands playing in my living room. When I left, they had to, like, dock my security deposit because there was blood on my fucking ceiling. But somehow, you guys are the real ones dropping acid in the creation museum. <laughs> no. no, look, I'm not cool. I just have a big dick, but this is still more important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the Chris Evans of this podcast. Yeah. It's still upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're walking through the corridors, exiting oh, with, yes, the, with the questions, am I alone? Why do I suffer? Paired with illustrations of human conflict and suffering. Great. After leaving the it's corridor. It's just a portrait of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a mirror. We're entering a room. Designed to resemble a decaying urban alley full of graffiti. Oh no! Oh no! Shut it down! Stop it! Stop it! How can it get cooler? It's a fucking suburb where I walk. If we're talking about the decay of humanity, we're talking about the goddamn suburb. How does this get racist? That's my apartment right there! Yeah. How does this get racist immediately? (laughs) It's it's littered with newspaper clippings about the legalization of abortion, same sex (laughs) of marriage, and euthanasia. Oh, so we're living in the cool universe. (laughs) Right? Like, fuck, I want to stay in this home. Yes, please. (laughs) I feel comfortable. An accompanying play card concludes, scripture abandoned in the culture leads to dot, 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 relative morality, hopelessness, and meaninglessness. In the final room in this series, video screens... Video screens depict the purported results of abandoning a literal interpretation of the Bible. Mm. Can you be too cool? (laughs) Can you be too cool for humanity? (laughs) (laughs) On one screen, we have a teenage girl who's on the phone with an abortion clinic. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing that could possibly happen. She swiped right on the abortion clinic. (laughs) They connected. (laughs) (laughs) On another screen, we have a teenage boy rolling a joint while staring at a computer screen. A narrator informs the viewer that the boy is looking at pornography. Yeah! (laughs) I'm literally doing that right now. (laughs) In the center of the room, a wrecking ball labeled Millions of Years damages the foundations of a church building. Yes. I have that actually tattooed on my forearm. And Miley Cyrus is on top of that wrecking ball. (laughs) It's a good song. (laughs) Nearby stands a mannequin pushing a wheelbarrow full of bricks, symbolizing the repairing work of the AIG. Yes. (laughs) Yes, because the AIG is about as smart as a fucking mannequin. No, this uh, (laughs) This is awesome. This is is, is cool. I like it. Yeah, this is the most erotic thing anyone's ever read to me. (laughs) I just want to be a book in that uh, wheelbarrow. That's all I want. Honestly, I want to be that knowledge. I I want a piece. I want a piece of that pie, because this sounds incredible. So we enter the second series of rooms. There's more rooms? Oh, there's more? <laughs> Hell yeah. This is so this long. This just keeps getting better. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to commit to reading this whole thing. No, sorry, you have to. I'll cut everything thing. I have to say as long as you take me through every this single is, one of these it, Everything <laughs> is perfect in this. The second series of rooms depicts a literal interpretation of the book of Genesis arranged around the concept of the seven seas of history. Creation, corruption, catastrophe, confusion, Christ, cross, 
and consummation. How did they finish Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> Calamity Jane. Yeah. Like, it's just like, where is this going? <laughs> At the entrance to this area, a flat panel television displays a computer-generated imagery, uh, computer-generated imagery animation of millions of particles converging to create an adult human male, Adam. Subsequent creation dioramas show Adam naming animals in the Garden of Eden and Eve being created from Adam's rib. And Adam getting circumcised, clearly, <laughs> obviously. It's just, it's, company- it's neater. It's cleaner yeah. that way. Yeah, it's, it's just more, san- it's more so, hygienic. Yeah, it's, it's less upsetting. <laughs> right. It doesn't look as good in the CGI. <laughs> The company play cards maintain that the special creation of Adam and Eve conveys God's desire for families to consist only of opposite sex couples and their offspring. Specifically oh, those that came that from the rib of yeah, the You know, here's the thing. Middle Eastern people never live in large family structures that are multi-generational or anything That's like that. At all, no. That's why I only fuck my rib. That's why. It's, it's the only godly way to fuck. Exactly. That's why I had my ribs removed so I could suck my own dick. That's right. Austin Marilyn Manson, a totally normal guy that Christians would probably be into. Uh, exactly. Yeah. He was never abused anyone. The exhibit oh, on corruption shows Adam and Eve eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, resulting in the fall of man. Sure. Further exhibits depict the aftermath of this event. Animals being killed to make garments for Adam and Eve. Cain killing Abel, and Methuselah warning of God's coming judgment. Black and white photographs also show examples of modern suffering, such as a Holocaust photography and explosions of atomic bombs. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm genuinely glad, actually, that conservative Christians acknowledge these things as bad because I'm beginning to think that's not so fucking common anymore. Yeah, at this point, I'll take it, right? Yeah, this was made 15, 20 years ago, Michael. It's a different time. That was that was yeah, back those... when the Holocaust was commonly yeah, accepted. That, that's back when the Holocaust was real. Right. <laughs> According to a company play cards after the fall, some animals became meat eaters, and competition for resources drove some creatures to extinction. An April 2016 report in Chicago Tribune noted that this area also features nauseous odors and increased temperatures, um, which one of the people, mm. one of the members of the uh, AIG said they wanted to make this the most uncomfortable room okay. to really capture sin, the uh, quote unquote catastrophe and so illusion is climate change. That's what I'm it, getting from this. I mean, like if that's <laughs> I mean, what yes, they're going for. Like, not in the way they mean it. <laughs> Yes, but it's, you know, morally Adam's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Sin is climate change, but it's the fucking gay leopard's fault. Yeah. Right, right. Climate change is more, nothing we've done since Adam ate the apple, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every bite Adam made made the temperature rise one degree Fahrenheit. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time someone has gay sex, an ice cap melts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, your- I'm gonna personally apologize for shitty Christians being responsible for, I don't know, a number of ice caps. <laughs> a healthy, enjoyable number of ice caps. Mm-hmm. Alright, we, we enter a room called the Catastrophe. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> It's the Great Flood, recounted in Genesis chapter 6 through 9. And it's rep- represented through animatronic fe- figures constructing Noah's Ark and an interactive... I'm imagining like a Chuck E. Cheese. This is yes. exactly a Chuck E. Cheese. An interactive exhibit that allows Ooh. visitors to select frequently asked questions about Noah's Ark and have them answer audibly by an animatronic Noah. If you get saved, you get 10 tickets and you can trade it for a... a- <laughs> 
Laffy Taffy. If you get the wrong answers, they just drown you. Yeah. If you get the wrong answers, you're in Five Nights for Freddy. <laughs> Noah is imbued with human affect and individuality, including complex no. physical features and detailed body movements. And a big His speech dick. patterns. <laughs> but the animatronic stuff. band behind him are a little simpler. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, he's 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 very realistic. I'm skipping ahead. The catastrophe displays are further enhanced by CGI animations of the Great Flood covering the Earth, as observed from both outer space and a period-specific settlement. How'd they get that well, footage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they asked Adam clearly. Well, God was there. He probably provided it. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. A- angel the- investor. God was the original <laughs> deep throat. He he went undercover on himself. The post-flood world is presented to the next room as a time when man began to rely solely on human reasoning, resulting in confusion. Displays argue that dependence on human reasoning leads to racism and genocide, with one sign bearing a quote from Stephen Jay Gould, noting that racism increased exponentially following the acceptance of the theory of evolution. This is a recurring theme. All of these motherfuckers believe this. And here's what I have to say. They're not right, but they're not entirely wrong. No, they're not entirely wrong on that. Like, I, I there, do... there are some fucking assholes that definitely took evolutionary like theories. And oh, yeah, like, I mean, that's how you end up with eugenics. Sure. In the early parts yeah. of the 20th century, yeah. you had a lot of... And this like... is what I fucking hate about Christianity. I mean, evangelical Christianity, is they will take... 10, 5% of a correct thing and then be like, mm. and here's 95% bullshit. Yeah, what I also love about that is the previous times of human history showed no racism before evolution. Was, <laughs> yeah. right, we was were about. really good before that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, like that's, that's kind of a theme that we've had on this podcast quite a lot is a lot of the weird conspiracy stuff is like got 5% of a really legitimate idea that mm-hmm. they go insane with. Like, oh, it has Q, to. Q, Q, QAnon in the yeah. deep state is not like a bad idea. Billionaires children. Yes. It's like not, not a totally incorrect yeah. option when there's a fucking island with a temple on it. God damn it. My brain is melting. Right. Uh, so a diorama claims that the Tower of Babel oh, explains yeah. the dispersal of people after the flood and the rapid divergence of languages during that period. Totes. And remember, totes. the important thing in this story is diversity is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, diversity is caused by sin mm-hmm. the final three C's Christ, cross, and consummation are presented in a single can I at least get Christ down off the cross before I consummate <laughs> no <laughs> that, spe- that spear was not consensual is all I'm saying <laughs> But the, uh, uh, the the wine and vinegar uh, <laughs> in his mouth was. <laughs> it's uh, presented in a single room where visitors wait before entering a theater to view The Last Adam, a film where actors representing Mary, the mother of Jesus, and an unnamed Roman soldier describe their experiences during the crucifixion of Jesus. You should see the Immaculate Conception scene, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's like receiving an Amazon package you ordered when you were drunk, and you're just like, oh, 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 this is great. I mean, obviously, this is problematic that I received it from this terrible corporation, but this is so pretty good. After the Seven Seas area, a video introduces the next section of the museum by stating that scientists are developing a series of models to explain how the flood and its aftermath could have shaped the world today. How is there possibly fucking more? It's almost done, I promise. No, it's just... No! 
I am actually brainwashed <laughs> by this recitation of the experience at this point. I've changed my mind entirely. Totally. About all of this. Oh, we we were we were watching before you guys hopped on a video where Ken Ham was saying like people change their mind when they come here, and I think he's right. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, no, <laughs> he I was right. Listen. Large fossils displayed in glass cases are purported to have been formed as a result of the Great Flood. Large placards illustrate geological models. Uh, developed by creation scientists at AIG, the Discovery Institute, and the Institute for Creation Research. The tour continues to the dinosaur den, which contains models of dinosaurs with attached signage explaining their lives from the young Earth creationist point of view. The Dragon Theater. <laughs> okay, now that is cultural appropriation. Fuck yeah. I am, I am going to say, though, uh, Godzilla. God, they, God, they want Toho once there. Once they're uh, trademark yeah. back, it's nice that they have the dragon nuggets available at the gift shop or or the little stand outside. <laughs> so the the dragon theater, the last exhibit on the tour, posits the relatively recent extinction of dinosaurs and speculates that medieval dragon legends may have been inspired by actually encounters with uh, dinosaurs. We talked yep. about that, and then visitors exit through the tour. Exit the tour through the museum's gift shop, which contains both souvenirs and AIG prints and multimedia publications. And you guys have basically seen the Creation Museum. Whew. I felt Goddamn. like I was there. That was it. That was gorgeous. I love it. That was really beautiful. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to take up a lot of time, but I thought it would be worth it. I think we need a class gold. field trip. No, I think that was actually perfect because because my takes on the Ark Encounter are solely like, fuck this guy for making it. So it's nice to actually like know what's being made. That was right. terrifying. <laughs> Incredible. I, I, so love with, I love that they made a Hell House. Yeah, for creation. Yeah, they did. I, that's totally it. That's like exactly what it is. Yeah, Adam being stalked by a drunk velociraptor who drunk drove on prom night. Uh, it was really powerful, man. It just moved me. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, so I guess zooming out, we can briefly talk about I guess the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter as a whole. Uh, you guys looked into that a little bit. Yeah. So I took a look at the Ark Encounter, uh, the Creation. Museum was sort of the test run for the Ark Encounter. The Creation Museum was $27 million and largely privately funded. The Ark Encounter was over $100 million and largely funded by taxpayers. So it's a sports stadium? Yeah. So yes. it was essentially a sports team, except people like football a little bit more than they like Noah, as it, it turns out. That makes it was sense. The, but they could be called the Crusaders super easily. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so this was Ken Ham. He had sort of he had been talking about how like he'd wanted this dream for thirty years, man. What he wanted to build was a full size arc, five hundred and twelve feet long, eight stories tall. I'm talking like we know what a cubit is, and the people that made it were all Amish. I'm not joking. This was his <laughs> actual plan. He got really upset when he was told that he would have to use actual steel nails to to live up to modern building code instead of the wood pegs that he wanted to use initially. What the hell? So clearly, this guy, who was a grifter, uh, did not have the money to build this. So what Makes he sense. did was he found a town that needed some jobs. And he came in and he said, hey, I'm going to build a 100 to $150 million tourism draw here. You should probably give me a lot of money. And the town that he went to was Williamston, Kentucky, which is a town of about 4,000 people. Oof. It's a very small fucking town. 
Yeah. Uh, and in order to sort of grift his way into building this thing, he extracted a lot of money from both the town and the state. So let's just do a quick run through of what he got out of the state and the town in order to build his ark. A hundred acres of land sold to him for one dollar. What? Wow. That's the start. That's the start. That's number one. <laughs> he got a hundred acres of land for one dollar, and then he got a two hundred thousand dollar rebate because he was upset that information had been leaked about his plans and that land prices in the general area had risen. So he wasn't able to choose his original plan. So in order to get that hundred acres for one dollar, he had to be paid two hundred thousand dollars by the state. That's a sweet deal, honestly. So he got 100 acres of land for negative $199,999. Tax subsidies Damn. to the tune of $18 million, including an 80% return on all the sales tax from this uh, project for the next 30 years. Oh, for fuck's sake. So in the first year, it did pretty well. It was a big year. He had over 800,000 uh, 800, visitors, which is a lot less than the 1.4 million he promised, but still not an insignificant number. 2.1 yeah. million in sales tax revenue, of which 1.8 was returned to him. Uh, that was year one of the next 30 years. $10 million dollars in additional road projects undertaken to ensure that there would be sufficient highway and road systems in order to get people to the Ark Encounter. That's incredible. <laughs> taken on by the state, and just to top it off, $62 million in junk bonds sold by the town of 4,000 people to help finance the construction. Oh now, the reality of the junk bonds is they're never going to pay off because they're based on the revenue of this garbage thing that's not going to do anything. So that's just money that they stole from people, which is a little bit better than money that they stole from taxpayers, but it's still $62 million in bonds that they probably knew were never going to pan out. Good I mean, God. you could just give... 4,000 people, $62 million, and be fine. You would come out way ahead in terms of the investment. So the idea was, this is a town of 4,000 people. There's no industry. There's not a lot of business. We're going to bring in this thing. It's going to provide at least 900 jobs. It's going to bring a million people in a year. It's going gonna, it's gonna to reinvigorate tourism in this you know, very small town in Kentucky. So, like, yeah, obviously the government's going to put in some money. And for the record, like, this might sound ridiculous, but this is every factory being built in America. This is Amazon telling New York. This is Amazon warehouses. Yeah. But this is also, sure. like, you know, Trump campaigned mm, in 2016 yeah. on bringing in mega factories. He brought in one from China. There's actually a great Reply All uh, podcast about it where they really follow through on exactly what it means when a company shows up and promises you millions of dollars in future revenue as long as you give them millions of dollars in tax breaks up front. And it's, it's this really dangerous thing because on, on one level, on one bad level, government thinks, yeah, we want to make jobs for people. We're a very small town in the middle of nowhere. We want jobs for these people. And on another level, they end up giving money that would have been way better spent just giving it to these people to corporations that then do whatever the fuck they were going to do anyway. Right. So this is before this ever got built. <laughs> this is just this is just a start. Right. The place finally opens in 2016. Uh, wouldn't you know it? Their 900 promised jobs ended up being 265, of which 215 are part time. Whoa. Meaning no benefits were paid. The promised tourism increase, which they estimated around 40 million in increased revenue for the area, completely evaporated. As it turns mm. out, when you make an all-day attraction in the middle of nowhere, 
and then expect people to drive, <laughs> you know, a mile or so into town to go get to a diner, they're not going to fucking do that. Yeah, that uh, makes so sense. This, yeah, so these taxpayers, these very poor individuals in a town of 4,000 ended up being massively on the hook for a thing that got them no money and made no benefit to their lives. Jesus Christ. Yeah, of course. I, I think the, the weird irony of the Ark, uh, Ark Encounter versus the Creation Museum is, is the Creation Museum in press coverage was like mocked and it was seen as like this really bad thing. But like from my perusal of like press reaction, the Ark Encounter was the one that was like, okay, this is the okay one now. Yeah. Like, so I think the Ark Encounter had the benefit of being like, hey, we're just describing this one thing. Also, we're building a giant boat. That's pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah. And then also, I think because it was so much of a bigger project, it almost got that magical thinking of like, here's what this is going to do for this area. And they also made a huge effort to do like be environmentally conscious quotes around that. Yes. Heavy um, quotes. quotes around that. But like that, that got a lot of, uh, of good press because they were using like reused wood and stuff Solar like that. Solar panels. And, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. This was going to be the wokest Noah's Ark. That's yeah. Like, like right. fucking J- Jimmy Carter toured the place and was like, oh, this is, is that right? Movie. I did not know that. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Jimmy Carter, you're still a real one. I don't fucking care. You're way better than most of them. <laughs> Our only non-war criminal president, maybe. <laughs> Probably <laughs> still no. It's as close as you're going to get in the 20th century. We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it. So he builds Incredible. this thing. He actually gets it built, which is kind of amazing in and of itself. And it is, I encourage you guys to YouTube not a tour because that would be horrifying, as we've already seen from the Creation Museum. But like mm-hmm. an exterior drone shot of this very massive, they claim it's the largest wood structure in the U.S. It is very large. It's a big it, it boat. It is impressive, for sure. It is a very big boat. It also has one of the biggest restaurants in the world in it, a 1,500-seat buffet. Nice. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Fuck you it, know. Jared. We're going to the Ark Encounter. Yeah. This and is what I'm saying. Acid. Okay, don't go now because they're not doing buffet style right now because they are surprisingly ah. COVID sensitive. They're open, but only allowing a third uh, capacity. Wow. Man, so wow. only a few thousand people a day. So only a few thousand people get COVID a day. That's oh, not great. Bad. Yeah, it's, it's nice. really nice. Uh, just to bring home sort of the problems with this, as you might expect, they were not able to deliver on any of their promises. They didn't bring in the revenue that they promised. They didn't bring in the jobs that they promised. They took a bunch of public funds. And then when they started to get pushback on this, they tried to shift all the ownership of the land to their pre-existent nonprofits. So they sold all of the Ark Encounter to their nonprofit for $10. (laughs) And then when they were told, by the way, you're probably going to lose all of these subsidies that you've been promised. If you do that, they were like, okay, we'll change it back. (laughs) <laughs> you know what they didn't change back their hiring practices oh good no. so they they have a statement of faith keep in Much mind like the whole, the whole premise the whole premise of this thing is that this is going to bring, bring jobs to an impoverished and underdeveloped Kentucky town so this is the statement of faith you have to sign if you get one of these jobs if you're willing to take on one of these jobs And I summarized here, but I actually read the whole damn thing. So you have to accept God, Jesus, and the Trinity, biblical literalism, young earth creationism. So far, pretty normal stuff for a fucking creation museum. (laughs) Sure. You have to agree to, here we go, church attendance. 
the consummation of the world at the end of time, meaning that your understanding of how the world will end has to involve the earth being burnt up. Mm-hmm. You oh have boy. to accept that there are only two genders. What? And that any attempt to alter your gender through either surgery or appearance is sinful. Ladies, take off those chucks. This is not acceptable. <laughs> Kamala Harris, anyway. Take off those yeah. chucks. Actually, actually, Kamala, take actually, off those actually, Tim's. I do not accept that. Not, especially not All this right, So we so. agree on this part, but yeah, the rest. <laughs> okay, so next level. That marriage is between a man and a woman. A man and a woman. And that sex is only allowed within that marriage. And... Activity outside of that, including but not limited to adultery, fornication, homosexual behavior, bisexual conduct, polyamorism, bestiality, incest, and the use of pornography is prohibited. They are king shaming me, and I don't appreciate it. Yeah, those are all the things that Jared does. (laughs) That is all that I have. Yeah, including but not limited to where Jared is concerned. That but not limited to is very important. Doing a lot of of work, to be honest. Oh, and by the way, life begins at conception and abortion is evil. And the thing that you have to sign at the end of this says, I have reviewed and understand the statements above, agree with them, and agree to be governed by all of the provisions herein for the duration of my affiliation with this ministry. And that's the sort of like BDSM kind of relationship I'm looking for. Yeah, you thought we were kink shaving, but actually we were just making you all subs. Look, the whole point of Fifty Shades of Grey is, are they going to sign the, the agreement? Yeah, that's you know, that's exactly. what this, exactly. all this is. This is just the beginning of, this is uh, 50, sh- 50 Shades of, uh, what kind of wood did they build the ark out of? 5,000 years of grey. Nah, okay, there we go. Nice. <laughs> I'm just saying I just, that I want, I want Daddy Ham to control me. <laughs> Daddy Ham agrees with you. Daddy Ham's coming for your That's ass. a good relationship, though. So, by the way, they got yeah. sued over this. Because obviously, no. this is oh, they got line. sued over. No fucking way. Shocking. <laughs> uh, as it turns out, they won. Uh, no way. Uh, they won, quoting. Episode one of Very Legal, Very Cool Heroes, Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Damn oh, it. good. Fuck. Great. Hobby Lobby gave us Ken Ham's uh, kinky Christian Noah's Ark. Uh, I'm so glad the Green family did another good thing. They did so many good things. So because of Hobby Lobby, they decided that even though they are a for-profit private institution, they can choose to run their business according to their moral principles so that all of the jobs that the townspeople in the state of Kentucky paid literally almost $100 million for can in fact be regulated by as many religious stipulations as the Ark Encounter sees fit to throw at them. The thing that they paid millions and millions of dollars for can be limited to exclusively people that want to suck Ken Ham's dick. That is the Ark Encounter. Also, it's a pretty big boat, and that's kind of cool. You know, if I knew that starting a cult was as easy as just starting a business, yeah, literally, (laughs) I would have done things so differently. Anything, anything you want to make, you can make as creepy as you want because Hobby Lobby. Congratulations! I think what's amazing is about being rich and powerful is you just ask people for other money. It's great. Yeah. it's just like blows my mind because yeah, this is serving the role of like a GM factory showing up in your hometown. Like that's what it is. Yeah, but like I, I'm just imagining like a GM factory like showing up and you're like, oh, finally a job, and they're like, well, yes, but also no abortion. Yeah. By the way, it's part time. It pays minimum wage, and you can't be gay. Hello, welcome. <laughs> Do you like jerking yeah. off? No more. <laughs> if you don't agree with these, we'll throw you into the cage with one of the seven thousand animals we have depicted here okay so like 
I'm not going to walk you through the five stories of the Ark Encounter, but I do need to give you a couple highlights. (laughs) One, they create personalities for all eight members of Noah's Ark. There are no personalities listed in, in the actual biblical account, but they get really deep on like, well, this guy liked clean animals, and this guy was okay with unclean animals. There is a specific uh, little placard listed for how they dealt with the manure. Hmm. Because, you know, there would be a lot of manure. And then they sort of specify, because there is a sort of running question, how do you get two of every animal on an ark? And they say, oh, no, no, it's not every animal. It's every kind of animal. And then these kinds of animals would go forth breed and become the animals we know today a little bit like this thing that we've heard of maybe you know about it it's called evolution that's so good so close they're just so close so the last thing i need to say about the ark encounter is that one of the many lawsuits that has spawned from this thing was from the ark encounter themselves because as it turns out they had to deal with some flood damage (laughs) (laughs) the Ark Encounter is a legacy of parents who taught their children to stand boldly uncompromisingly on the authority of the word of God and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and what this is saying is this that's the legacy they passed on to us what legacy are you passing on to your children? Amen. It's no small thing to bring up a generation for the glory of God and if your dad could have seen all this wow, he sowed the seeds that have borne fruit Absolutely all right. Well, this uh, this leads us on. We've we've ended the the content section, and we we move on now to the Patreon. So I'm sending you the link to our Patreon, and you two have to give us a uh, a ad for our Patreon. All right, Zach. I why is it in German? The fuck? But I don't know. That's a you problem, man. I don't know. <laughs> It literally showed up in Google Translate. Was like, would you like to be in England? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not acceptable, yeah, guys. We're, 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 we're really doubling down <laughs> oh, on the man. fact that Jared's a fascist. Okay. Right. <laughs> so is Jared, apparently. <laughs> very legal. Very cool. It's a podcast. Brought to you by two gentlemen, and we think that is really interesting and distinct. Unique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at the uh, at the three dollar level, you can get at least one uh, postcard sent per month. Now at God the three dollar three dollar level, I will promise you, it will be filled with profanity, and some of that profanity will be racist. But at the five dollar level, it will be filled most, most. with exact plot summaries of Jonathan Park. <laughs> audio adventure <laughs> episode and at the $10 level you get newly written Jonathan Park episodes <laughs> in defiance of copyright sent to you on papyrus that you can then pawn as Dead Sea Scrolls so I, I, I'm just saying if you need more young evangelical young earth creationism Indiana Jones all it takes is $10 a month for something that you can then sell to Hobby Lobby for at least 15% more than that. God damn it. Very <laughs> legal. Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> the problem is, like, people throw the shit in, and I, I literally have to follow up with this. I've bought a copy of the Roswell incident from our Aliens episode for someone because this happened. I think the only correct response to that is you're welcome. 
<laughs> so you're you're missing our next twenty dollar tier where we do our own Jonathan Park erotic fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not missing it. I'm starting it. <laughs> that's its own exclusive Discord channel. That's right. It is. Uh, yeah, it doesn't let you record on that one. That's all live in the moment. <laughs> No record, no copy and paste. Yeah, that's right. That just uh, raw yeah, please, human Please experience. do not retweet. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, what we're looking for out of Very Legal is very cool. Is uh, Not so much legal, but extra cool. Yes. <laughs> well, that, that moves us on from the ad to uh, one of our Patreon tiers, number, number 10, $10. Uh, we'll we'll talk shit about you on the podcast. So we have Though one ten dollars. I would like to before we get before we get into this. Um, yeah, go for it. There is another segment that we usually do, and that's uh, when we get reviews on iTunes, we read them. Oh, but shit. you know, in the last week, we haven't gotten any reviews. So fuck you guys. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's this year, this week, all of you are the ten dollar a month contributors, and fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, I didn't pay ten dollars uh, a month, and you guys talked a lot of shit about me on this podcast. That's also true. You know, that's that's, free. Some, that's, that's just something of... free that we offer for, for, for some of our guests. Yeah. For friends of the pod, you oh, know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Guys, I really appreciate it. It's been very hey, fulfilling no for me. So I'm, uh, I'm going to shoot a Twitter at, at you guys here. And we'll take a look at his Twitter, and we have to we have to rip him to shreds uh, on oh, the shit. air. Okay. All right. So I need to copy and paste this into the Twitter.com because I tried to click it, and it was a little funky. Yeah, this is our, our former guest, Leo Dickens. Uh, he came on to talk about eSports, so already that's a... Uh... Oh, has... man. Okay, don't make it this Wait, easy. Wait, he has Chad in his name? All right, don't lie to us instantly, dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Iowa virgin, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, all right. First of all, fuck this kitten on his shoulder. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. Fuck all kittens. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, this guy seems pretty boring, but this kitten seems like a real fucking asshole. Uh, also, as people that at one point researched esports for a writing project, yeah. and then hopped on a call with an esports director to tell us that what fucking happen. assholes we were yeah. for how we thought about esports, I just want to say we were right. You're all fucking losers. This is unacceptable, and what we wrote was correct. Yep, Do I not try you. to portray yourselves as champions. Clicking is not a talent. Uh, Iowa Virgin, I expect a mea culpa in immediately. <laughs> I drank during that call almost as much as I drank during this podcast. <laughs> All right, let's scroll through a little bit more of this. Do you guys have anything while we're refilling on our hate? Well, one thing I will say that's very helpful we discovered way too late in the podcast is looking at people's likes. Uh, that, oh, that no. Opens a it's whole a treasure Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, I will say the one thing I respect about this dude is 62 followers. Anyone with more than 100 followers is a fucking asshole. True. That's fair. That's absolutely true. unacceptable. That is not what Twitter is for. He likes baking soda water mixtures, rinsing the eyes. No, that's good because he no. got tear gas. No, everyone knows you rinse your eyes with orange juice. You're a pussy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you rinse your eyes with more tear gas. <laughs> I'm so glad you two are more And he calls himself. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we were like, oh, we, we've been struggling with him for a while because he's got just pretty a pretty laid back Twitter and all of his takes are just kind of good. He's really sweet <laughs> and his politics are excellent. So yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, I think we said, oh, no, no, he liked a very legal, very cool tweet. This oh. is unacceptable. Oh, I can't believe this fucking guy. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> 
after he'd already been on here, he knew who you were and he still liked it? Mm. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about. We should allow people to grow, but when they double down on their past mistakes, like liking very cool, very legal tweets, or sorry, right. like liking very legal, very cool tweets, um, then we have to cancel him. That is beyond the Okay, he also liked the tweet basically saying that Bill Gates is okay. Fuck you, Bill Gates does want to microchip people. He is friends with Epstein. Fuck you. Never defend Bill Gates. <laughs> Never defend Bill Gates. Whatever the situation is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Never defend Bill Gates. He's it he's upset at the lack of PS5 pre-orders. <laughs> oh, cool. Dude, really? The guy with Chad in his name is talking about PS5 pre-orders. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> I'm very angry that this motherfucker has five hundred dollars on hand. Uh, <laughs> Or 400 if he's getting the discless version. Not that I would know anything about that. Fuck this guy. I would like to be noted that he liked a tweet that simply says fracking. Oh, oh no. no! What the <laughs> shit? That's somehow worse than the PS5 thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so still scrolling. You guys, you guys got anything? Uh, we liked uh, oh, a tweet that says... did like a thing that said fracking. Uh, Pinterest is so calming. I gotta That's say, well, uh, I gotta say, and I, I don't think that we really dove into this enough in our episode with leo but he plays league of legends and oh, oh no gosh, <laughs> fuck. oh my god Asshole. but that specific sport is league of legends and it's just he knows like more than just what the name is and that's just really awkward and embarrassing that's unacceptable so he likes the nazi game yeah <laughs> everyone knows that's the nazi dota everyone knows that that is something i know now yeah yeah <laughs> oh shit okay wait he's he's shitting on the waltons so i have to take back everything i said because fuck the waltons <laughs> all right no wait there's there's esports clips in his fucking feed never mind uh, i take it all back uh, this is unacceptable yes he liking I'll, I'll a do... tweet that uses the word minion and aggro no yeah that's no, not cool man I'm sorry mm. I'll, I'll go back to just saying he's liked another uh nico lol uh tweet you know oh, the, no. the girl yeah, that no, did the, we know yeah. the bernie girl <laughs> <laughs> we all know all right man i actually needed a second to catch up with that but once i heard zach's strong reaction i was like which, oh wait i think i know who we're talking which, about which we gave him shit about that when he was on and he defended it but a second like i, I don't know if that's defend right yeah i you just get listen all of twitter is simping any any tweet you've ever liked is a simp i don't care what the situation is <laughs> i don't care whether they're leftists whether they have boobs whether they have guns all liking is simping which is why you should never like tweets but uh, true, yeah. That's, that's why my that's why my tweets don't get any likes. That's still a little <laughs> extra. Okay. the The last thing I'm gonna say about this guy uh, is that he actually has a pretty nice smile. I'm gonna be honest. Aw, it's very sweet. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's that's a little good. nice. That's good. Yeah. I the, here's the thing. I hate everything about him, but I'm falling for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's those damn. This, it's that damn smile. Damn. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a little twinkle in his eyes. I don't know. There's just something genuine about it. Leo is such a, a Kirk Cameron, you know? I, I don't... I hate everything about him, but, I mean, I'm falling in love. But I can't love. hate but him. He's, but he's a dime. Yeah. yeah like, a dime. <laughs> like Kirk Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Fuck. Okay, I, can't, I came back around on this. Uh, Iowa Chad, if you want to be my California Chad, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, right. just a California virgin looking for his California Chad. That's right. <laughs> just, just 
just trying to figure out how to save it till marriage uh, as a married guy. Totally normal stuff. Thank you, my yep, evangelical yep. upbringing. This is all good and normal. Yeah. Well, that, Guys, that, thank you so much for having us. This has been super this, fun. This concludes the. Pa- we have one more segment. That's oh, no, hilarious that you no, think we're no, done. No, it's fine. Go for no, it. No, I definitely wasn't trying to get you <laughs> off right, this call. No, 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 I didn't assume that. I also know this has been a very long episode, is... so it's understandable. Don't worry. We've only got an hour or two left. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I have been watching uh, police interrogation videos to try to understand bastards better. And, you know, as it turns out, a big part of it is time and psychological degradation. So I understand what's happening here. <laughs> true, true. Well, this brings us to my favorite segment. Um, we're, we'll rush through this pretty quick. Uh, but uh, Twitter news. Oh no! Oh no! Not another mutual getting canceled. Oh, no. Please, not again. Oh man! I would chat. Come back. I missed you. I didn't know how good I had it. I would chat, please. So, All right, yeah, that's fair. so, so usually I just find like a terrible take or something, but, um, actually the guy that like got us in contact, uh, James or at like cigarette liker on yeah, Twitter, yeah, I think he's he, no longer a cigarette liker, right? Isn't no, he's cigarette. Uh, no, he's a cigarette rejector now. Sig that's underscore right. rejector, that motherfucker. Yeah, he, he had a specific thing he wanted me to talk about on the podcast. Oh, no. And so I was like, what perfect episode to do that on than this? So uh, I'm sending another Twitter at, and we're just going to explore her. Oh, um, man. She is a we, uh, should put, a... we should do more Twitter on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, that's definitely a thing that I want. Oh, yes. So, the blue so wave. This is our good oh, friend, my. Kathy Graphics One. She is... Um, a, a political artist, a cartoonist, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I I ironically followed her, but you know, after a while, I've grown to kind of love her art. Just in some like way. Earth creationism, and this, this is good. <laughs> this is kind this of is, what this is unironically incredible. I don't, I don't this is this what is what is J- James has done is he started out ironically following her, and now I think he in a group DM we're in, he's he's starting to truly simp for her. Okay, I'm buying this "Make Cocaine Great Again" hat. So I, I mean, we <laughs> didn't take me. Long. We live in LA. We're on the forefront <laughs> of that movement. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to even describe what this is to people. This is yeah. Good luck. Have fun with that. This is your pod, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, maybe I just tell people to just go look at it. I put it in the show notes at Kathy Graphics One. I couldn't help. Maybe you should read her bio, but also spell out her emojis. Uh, Yeah, I'll give that a shot. (laughs) Yeah, Kathy. Period. Freelance artist. What appears to be a. Student hat, I don't know. An artist hat, yeah. An artist a hat. French painter. French painter. Uh, blue wave, blue heart, American flag, Canadian flag, German flag, never Trumper what? cartoonist, <laughs> FBR, blue wave, a uh, hand holding a pen, a hockey puck, mm-hmm. the the rainbow pride flag, block magatees, 
a okay, stop so sign. I have a couple questions. I think she's making a pun with maggot and maggot. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, that maggots. Sense. See, that was my first question. My second genuine question, I know that the most dangerous thing you can do to get canceled on Twitter is ask a question, but I actually don't know what FBR is. I don't either. I don't I was, either. I was moving on quickly. Oh, fuck, guys. It. We're all canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. I'll Google it. <laughs> Federal Board of Revenue? Oh, maybe yeah. uh, checking checking Trump's uh, tax returns. I bet that's what that's about. Uh, Dude, I spent a lot of time t-shirts. on Twitter. <laughs> okay, so she is a cartoonist, and she refers to her gun as a cartoon. She says, my gun is, a car- is my cartoon. I don't know if that means that she makes her cartoons by shooting a gun, or if cartooning is what she substitutes okay. for gun ownership. Can, can I take a stab at describing this person to <laughs> yes. our, Please. our dear listeners? Please do, because I, I can't. This person is Lib Never Trump Ben Garrison. Yes, mm, I think yeah. I think you know they're what? close. Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's you know like kind of it. But but here's the thing: Ben Garrison can actually draw. Things. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not complimenting him. But there is here. a style involved where I feel like a lot of these are actually taking pictures and then sort of blocking them out. It's more of a out. collage yeah. situation. Yeah. It, it, I, it's not a perfect analogy. I like that she has a fursona if you look at enough of these. Oh, yes. right. oh yeah. That she, she Wait, is, is she the pug? Yeah, I think no, she, I she's think so. the pug. Yeah. Oh, nice. Whoa. So there's I a, did not. There's a there's little. A, there's a. Picture of penises no, with, no. The, with yep. the Trump's faces on them. Sorry, I just got distracted. <laughs> got there's a there's a little pug with a you know a, 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 a not thought bubble. Uh, she's saying something, and dialogue. it's always just like a yeah dialogue. Thank you. That's the word. Uh, just like making some snarky comment at a picture of Trump generally. And it makes mm-hmm. me think of the, uh, the onion political cartoons where yeah. there's always the guy in the corner that's drawing something that just is saying something absurd. Like this is like one step away from being an onion thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is straight up Andy Kaufman shit. I'm already on board. The pug wears different costumes in basically mm-hmm. every picture. The pug is based. I think we yeah. all agree. The, the, the pug, oh, rules. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, me, me, and the pug are gonna go for a stroll around uh, the White House lawn together <laughs> and uh, learn a little bit about love. <laughs> oh man, there's a good one. Yeah, it is, says, "This is pure art." We got, Can we, we get got her on the show. Honestly, I want to make it happen. At the very least, James just wants to come on and talk about her. <laughs> can we get them both this was on the all show just groundwork for james he was just like get those fucking assholes on then they'll realize how much they need me can i describe the penis cartoon and then we can sort of do whatever Please. there is a cartoon it's like kind of an american flag background if i were and there are three penises there's another yep. way to put it and the penises all have a face the penai right the penai <laughs> and there is donald trump in the middle there is Don Jr. on the right, and there is Eric on the left. And it says, the dickhead family is on fire. And the pug is dressed in a very cute little fireman outfit. It is about to spray these penises down. <laughs> and the American flag background is actually flames. There's a, See, that's kind of Ben Garrison. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. It's, it, there's, but it's it, all like clip art, kind of. 
Yeah, it is. It is very clip art. But it's, there's layers. Yeah, I yes. feel like this was actually a scene from the Jerry Falwell Jr. footage we referenced earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. But look, yeah. there there is pubic hair on the testicles. Like she, there's 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 details. It's actually right. a gif. All the dicks are dancing, sort of Fantasia style, like the brooms. <laughs> yes. There's a there's a really good one uh, right here where it's the solar system and the pug is in a space suit uh, costume and and there's Trump there I guess uh, and and this pug is saying Uranus's diameter is fifty one point one one eight kilometers oh wait that's your mouth sorry and Trump's oh, mouth is yeah. an anus got him <laughs> fucking oh, oh man. he'll never fucking recover. No, no one will ever be put in ICE detention center again after that. That reminds that. me of that burn when Hillary tweeted at Donald during the 2016 election to delete your account, and he never fucking got past it. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> he was never heard from again. Forever. Yeah. The deplorables God, all damn. went away. Uh, Biden won the election and got rid of all those cages he built. It was a beautiful new world. Well, I, I guess that's that's Twitter news for us. Uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's that's very good. For your own sake, bring this home so you can edit in peace, my God. I know, I know. I'm getting a soundboard though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just Trump faces dancing with dick. It's tw- it's twenty sounds and they're all farts. Yeah. Uh, well, that just leaves us. We're just gonna uh, do some plugs and then we're done. Cool. Uh, shit, I should think of some plugs. <laughs> shit. I got a plug. It's at Kathy Graphics One. <laughs> I hear that her gun is her cartoons. Uh, I'll plug a pretty normie thing. I've just been watching Shit's Creek with my girlfriend. Oh, it's so good. fucking I funny. Nice. I love it's really it. Really good. Yeah, good shit. If ever you're having an issue with Shit's Creek, like you're like, ah, I mean, this is good, but this isn't as good as people tell me. Just jump to the next season, and it sort of progressively gets better. Oh sure. hell yeah. Um, and it's really nice. By season five, it is like genuinely one of the most touching examples of like a gay relationship being treated as like normal and loving that I have oh, seen on a like. That's sitcom. wonderful. It's really fun. Oh yeah. I don't know. There's there's something genuinely nice there in a in a year that is not in a very nice. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. So are I we would... not plugging our own shit? Here? <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can definitely plug your own shit if that's what you want. I mean, we are shitty Christians, so we should probably yeah. plug our you shitty should, podcast. You should listen to our terrible podcast. It's bad, but we're on it. So. We don't have soundboards. We don't have music interludes. Uh, we do have cool intro music. Oh, you son of a bitch! During our segment, yeah, owned. so owned. Damn, I'm sorry, dude. That was that was brutal. Uh, but, you know, we d- we are very mean towards evangelical figures, so if you liked us making fun of Can Ham's dumb face, then, like, check us out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Zach, do you have anything to plug or anything you've Yeah, you should follow me on into? Twitter <laughs> at Zachary <laughs> underscore Allard. Uh, it's a good feed. You should follow me and like stuff. My plug is do not follow <laughs> at Zachary <laughs> underscore Allard on Twitter. Uh... I don't know what have I what have I been into lately? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Jane Austen uh, different movies uh, because oh, my yeah. life is sad and I need to uh, jump back to a simpler era of uh, people falling in love. Michael's a fash. Yeah, Imagine that. <laughs> Which way, Western man? <laughs> it's it's deeply problematic, but I enjoy the repartee. Um, also, sometimes there are bodices. 
you know, I'm just Are saying, they ripped? I'm I'm not gonna speak to the condition of the bodices. I'm just saying that sometimes uh Carrie Mulligan is in them and that's nice. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I support that. Mm-hmm. Well Jared, do you have any plugs? Uh you know, not really. Um You've had a lot of time to very think, little man. that's new in my life since uh since the last episode. I you know, I have not consumed any media recently. We have so. got an idea. Hey Jared. All right. Do you want to plug my Twitter feed? No, <laughs> hey Jared, do you want to talk about that postcard you didn't get? <laughs> you know what? I do. <laughs> to both. Uh, so yeah, you should uh, you should you should follow the redheaded scare. I follow him, mm-hmm. and he follows me. So yeah. can't yeah. be all so bad. So they both make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, we're cool guys. <laughs> yeah, we're like best friends. Basically, you guys, you guys um, are pretty cute on Twitter together. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. The best hey, part thanks. of Twitter is mutuals that actually just like like each other's stuff. It's yeah, really nice. that's true. Yeah, and to be clear, I don't think I've ever liked anything you posted. No, um, that's okay though. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bitter about it. That would be a mistake. Okay. When I post okay. something good, well, don't worry about it. Yeah. Then right, well, as like we it. said, you know, any sort of like is simping, and yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, miss so me with that September, shit. So. We all know this. Every time a person likes my tweet, I block them. Follow follow every leftist Twitter OnlyFans, but don't follow Zach at all. That's I would follow your OnlyFans, for sure. <laughs> and that's my plug. I think that you should oh, all yeah. go and follow Zach's OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> uh, making vegetarian food po- poorly while in a dirty t-shirt. <laughs> hey, I would 100% watch a dirty because t-shirt, I live to be clear. Him. Fetishes exist, <laughs> and I just want to say... <laughs> uh, well, I think I think that's it. I think that's the end here. <laughs> Guys, this has been done. really fucking fun. Thank you so, so much great. for having this us. Great. Yeah. It's been a good time. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Very Legal, Very Cool, uh, an episode about me being a shitty co-host. Was that what we said? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You being a real piece of shit. Uh, you can find <laughs> us at Be Legal, Be Cool Pod or at Very Legal, Very Dot Cool. Thank you. Go support their Patreon. It's really cool. They'll send you postcards. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yep. It's taken millions of years for you to get here. It was a process of evolution.